Welcome to Armchair Football. It's Clint Mitch. We are back for part two of our fantasy football preview. Uh, we covered running backs pretty much in the first one. Uh, kind of overall, uh, it was uh, a lot less than we hoped to cover in the first episode. So we're going to have to make this a two-parter. You okay with that, Mitch? Yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. I could talk about fantasy football for yeah, for and, a week. And tomorrow we'll we'll sit at work and probably talk yeah. about fantasy football for another uh, 10 hours. We got another month and, what, 14 days? You know, we'll probably have another <laughs> fantasy football episode That's after right. this. I, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing. It, yeah. it's, it's, you know, with injuries that happen er, uh, early in fantasy uh, season, which yep. is preseason, you know, that's really what we're talking about. Um you know, we, tomorrow we could have injuries that we don't talk about today. Yep. Injuries and, you know, depth chart movement throughout training camp Absolutely. is a big thing, too. So. And there's always releases uh, that we don't expect. Yep. Um, players getting traded. I mean, that's likely to happen. So uh, don't judge us too heavily. I'm going to try to get this uh, edited and out to you as quickly as possible. Um, we're going to move right into what we think is the second most important uh, position in fantasy football. I think is wide receiver. Uh, quarterback would probably be really close second. Um, and we're, we're, so we'll move right into it. Um, as far as wide receiver goes, how, how high do you take the first wide receiver, Mitch? And, you know, that's the thing, too. It, you know, after those top four running backs go off the board, that's where your first dilemma comes in the first round is do you reach for David Johnson, Gurley, um, Melvin Gordon? Or do you take a wide receiver? Yeah, or do you take the, wide, the first wide receivers off the board, Devontae Adams, Hopkins, Julio Jones, OBJ, Michael Thomas, you know. Though. Well, we got a, a couple question marks that we can address right away. Devontae Adams, we talked about it in the previous episode, that Aaron Rodgers has had trouble staying healthy. His value, obviously, is not even close to being the same without Aaron Rodgers. What? How do you feel about How comfortable are you taking Devontae Adams, number one? Because I think they have number two on – the wide receiver listing behind yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. They have him number one on ESPN. And, you know, you can't really argue it just because he might have not have been the most exciting, but he was the most consistent, in my opinion. You know, he's constantly scoring you in between 15 and 25 points every week. That's what's nice about Adams is he's consistent. Yeah. Um, he's not like an OBJ where, you know, one week he goes off of 35 points, the next week he has eight points, you yeah. know. Adams is very, very consistent. So I can't really argue it, but in my opinion, number one would be have to be Hopkins. And I agree 100%. <clears throat> I think we talked about this in our, our NFL preview, uh, our, our very first episode, um, that DeAndre Hopkins, in my opinion, is the best wide receiver in football. I would agree with that. Yeah, he, he's, yep. he's freakishly – he's got the size, the athleticism. He goes up and gets the ball. He's the perfect target for a Deshaun Watson. Yeah. He perfect. does – he doesn't have any negatives. Like, I can't think of one thing he does not do at an elite level. Um, you could maybe say speed, but, you know, he's fast enough where I'd put him in that upper echelon, too. So, he's he's just, yeah, he's the best, in my opinion, too. Okay. So, let's, let's rank our top three wide receivers to go. I say DeAndre Hopkins, number one, I think is hands down. I don't know if I trust... Devonte Adams, but I would take him over Julio Jones at this point, just because Julio didn't score touchdowns last year. He just didn't. He led the league in receiving yards. He did, but you're right. He's, you know, I think he went what started off the season like eleven games. Yeah, it was something ridiculous that yeah. you just couldn't. And that can't happen again, can it? I don't think so. <laughs> you would like to think that it wouldn't happen again, but. I would probably rate Julio, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, Devontae Adams and Julio would be my 2-3. Now, as far as which one I'd rank ahead of the other, I, I really don't know right now at this point. I'd probably give the slight edge to Julio just because of the production, um, health of the offense, you know, things like that nature. Well, and, and this just top three is really tough because you've got a couple guys here that really could come off the board. Michael Thomas, I think if, if it weren't for his the, the holdout and the contract situation, yep. he might be the number one because I think – what did he drop last year? Two passes all year? He, he 
was the most consistent ball catcher by a mile. Yep. Not a little bit, by a mile. And then you got Odell Beckham Jr., who could has the talent to beat all of them. But he, question marks he, just because yeah, you, you don't, don't know. <laughs> you don't know the Cleveland offense yet with all its new gadgets and Mayfield taking that step. You know, they could easily be the highest scoring offense in the league. They could easily overtake Kansas City. I know you probably don't agree with that, but I mean they could be that explosive. They got that much talent. I don't I don't question the fact that they have the talent to do it. And you know, I, I expressed this again in in episode one when we talked about the preview. I don't know if the chemistry is there. I don't think the camaraderie is there. They've got a lot of egos on the team. You know, there's no question Baker Mayfield has an ego. There's no question uh, Odell Beckham has an ego. Um, there's there's a lot of question marks there. I said they're, yeah, I think my statements were they're more likely to have another love boat incident than win a <laughs> Super Bowl. One good thing with the OBJ, though, is he's with Jarvis, his best friend. I mean, they went to college together, and then their wide receiver coach, was the wide receiver coach at LSU yeah, too? So that's true. they are taking kind of precaution to kind of make this, you know, the best situation for OBJ for him to, you know, not have a love boat. Are they the new thugs are us? I mean, you know, John Dorsey. You know, you know, it's kind of funny coming from a Kansas City fan, but. You know, there's no question that John Dorsey does give some guys some second chances, and he sees talent over uh, personal character? misconduct. Character? Yeah. yeah, character. I'd say personal misconduct. But You know, um, and I can't knock John Dorsey. I still think he is uh, probably one of the best evaluators of talent um, in, in the game today. How crazy is it to think three years ago Kansas City had John Dorsey, they had Chris Ballard, who is the GM of Indianapolis Colts right now, who's killing it as far as talent over there. And then I can't even name Kansas City's GM. Veach. Veach. Veach, yep. who is obviously a very yeah. good evaluator. Well, those, those three. He learned under that, those two. Yeah, those three were, you know, the top of their front end, you know, the front office of their organization. You know, two of them came out, and they're doing a stellar job. Now, that said, you know, out of the Patrick Mahomes draft, which was 2017, Aside from Patrick Mahomes, there has not been a real standout player yet. I mean, one could argue Watson. He, he, no, no, I, I, the draft. Oh, from Kansas draft. City. Yeah, in oh, Kansas City. I couldn't agree draft, with you more. There, there really hasn't been one. I couldn't agree with you more, but. And that was that was a John Dorsey draft. But they have been hampered with trading draft picks. So I don't think they've had a first-round draft pick since then. No, no, we 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 haven't had. Uh, um, we we ended up trading our last years for for Frank Clark. So um, the year before we traded it for the Patrick Mahomes yep. deal. So I I will say that, but you know the draft is defined by guys you can find later, Absolutely. really more than your first round pick most of the time. Yeah. But you know, back to wide receivers, you know the Tyree kill, um, is interesting because if he stays out of trouble, he's he. A- could be one of those top three guys in fantasy. He's a punt returner. I agree, but he's kind of in that OBJ mold where he has those huge games, and then the next game, you know, he catches six balls for 35 yards, yeah, and it's yeah, under I 10 agree. points. And Tyreek's a great fantasy player. Is he your number one guy, though, at wide receiver? Like, that makes you a little nervous because you, know, you get in the playoffs and he lays a dud with eight points. <laughs> You're stuck there well, with nothing. Here's another one just like that. We talked about it in the last episode here, the, the first part of this. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, was really, really good the first half of the season. Yep. But he had those ups, up and downs Absolutely. You know, from game to game. And then when Antonio Brown was injured, when he got the attention, he was not the same player. Absolutely. He did not have the stats. I know because I, he was my keeper in my, uh, in my PPR league. I actually got him in the 14th. 14th round Jesus. last year. 14th. And I get him in the 12th this year. You can you can guarantee I'm keeping him in yeah, the 12th. Keeper. Now, is he a top five wide receiver? I don't think so. Upside would say so. Downside, you know, 15. But I think you mentioned the name that, in my opinion, it's the biggest question mark is Antonio Brown. Oh, there, there's, a, there's a big one. He, he could <laughs> be number one. He obviously could. I mean, 
if Derek you Carr, Derek Carr thrown to him. Well, and that's the whole thing. Derek Carr is going to pepper him with targets. Oh, yeah. If you think that they traded to get Antonio Brown to just you know give him five or six targets a game, that's not going to happen. He's going to he, have a ton of them. It would be a good bet to say Antonio Brown leads the league in targets next year, which could easily be, you know. Can you name another wide receiver from the Raiders? Yeah, Tyrell Williams. Okay. Old San Diego Chargers. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Tyrell Williams. Uh, their, their tight end's gone. Jared Cook, right? Yep, yep. They got so. this this new kid Waller. Um, was a wide receiver in college, playing tight end. They've been raving about him in camp, but I don't, I don't really like that well, to, upside guy. But to throw it in and, and actually kind of condense a few things, you know, we can add tight ends to this list. We did talk a little bit about it earlier in the in the first episode. Um, the, you know, I've got on my board here after the second wide receiver, Travis Kelsey going. And he's in the top 10. Now, you know, it's really hard for me to put tight ends in that wide receiver category because they do a lot of blocking, but there is those three, four tight ends that are going to stand out and catch a ton of touchdowns. There's definitely three. Last year kind of proved it after the top three it was, it was a huge drop off but kelsey i mean i think he's ranked 13th at espn yeah i've got is, him ranked eighth here in yahoo which the only other tight end i've ever seen that happen is gronk yep you know um when gronk comes back later this year do you think he, <laughs> <laughs> did you see the pictures of him slim down yeah he looks skinny wow. i don't think he'd come back and play oh if he wanted to gosh i i couldn't believe the pictures well that's what happens when you get partied with uh cocaine and hookers yeah. and, you, and know. you know the internet can do funny things you know certain angles oh, yeah. so who knows how real skinny is but that picture that was going around of him i couldn't believe it well, mike golick's really skinny have you yeah. seen him yeah. I, anyway. I got a, i got a picture with him at Notre Dame Stadium did you really on a, on a golf cart yeah. i love mike golick yeah. I, I was so glad he kept his show the best part about the picture is me and my brother went up and asked him and you know we were tailgating a lot in the morning, so we were we were kind of intoxicated a little bit. In the picture, Michael has this look on his face of he is so annoyed to be taking this <laughs> picture with two people that have been drinking all day, and it's great. I mean, it's it's cool. But I, that, yeah. that, I, w- <laughs> I always forget he was a Notre Dame guy, and his yep. son's a Notre Dame guy. Yep, son um, played and, offensive and he, center and guard for Notre Dame, too. Yep, and he slimmed down quite a bit because he's mm-hmm. doing uh, – Mike Golick Jr. Yep. is doing – um, some of his radio stuff so it's pretty cool. But um, actually, back to, before we go oh, back, yeah. both his sons played for Notre Dame. His oh, other really? son played okay. tight end for Notre Dame. I didn't know that. No. I didn't know that. No. So, who's the other? Do you know the, the his uh, his name? It's Mike Golick <laughs> Jr. and uh, I don't know the other one. I, I just know he played either. tight end for him. I don't know the other <laughs> one either. But um, back to um, the wide receivers. So my number one, two, and three are are, are Hopkins, Adams. And I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Michael Thomas just based on the fact that I don't think that even if he does continue his holdout, that it'll go through the season. Uh, I don't, I don't think it'll even get to the season. I, I would agree with you. So, and Michael Thomas very well could jump up, uh, above De, uh, Devonte Adams, in my yep. opinion, very easily. Uh, let's talk about a, uh, who are your your top three? My top, my top five are. Pretty much the same. Oh, he's extending it. Yeah, to I'm just five. saying my top five. You know, Hopkins, Adams, Jones, OBJ, and Michael Thomas. I feel like those are pretty standard. After those five is when it kind of gets interesting. Where's Where's the sleeper in your in your eyes anyway. for a wide receiver? I mean, I could name a bunch of them. I think there's a bunch of them late that I kind of like. But it what What do you consider a sleeper? You know, I could say, I could say. Mm, my, our Miles Boykin for the yeah. Ravens, who isn't even going drafted mock drafts, but they're they're actually comparing him to a guy that you just kept talking about, Michael Thomas. Yeah. He's a Notre Dame guy, so I'm a little biased. But I, everything I hear out of Ravens camps, the guy has been just stellar for. Him. Oh, I'm sure he's been good, but the problem is you you got to have a quarterback that's throwing the ball to you. Absolutely. Um, you and can when, say, when he's running the ball 15 times a game, yeah. designed runs. We're not talking scrambles, designed right. runs. Let's just say sleeper is someone drafted. A little bit later, that could end up in the top ten wide receivers. Let's go with that route. Okay. okay. I would say Jarvis Landry. 
Um, Jarvis Landry. Oh, oh yeah. That I mean, I, I see big things out of the Cleveland offense. I think people are down on him because he had a down year last year. I had Jarvis on my fantasy team. I had Baker on my fantasy. I watched a lot of Cleveland games just because it was the cool thing to do last year with them actually getting good. So I did watch a lot of Cleveland games. He was bracket covered in the middle, in inside the field because they really had no one else. Antonio Callaway was a rookie last year, pretty raw. Um, Juku and yeah, and sorry, um, young tight end. They really didn't have any other pass catchers out there, so. Jarvis Landry was the focal point of the defense as far as pass catchers. Now that they got OBJ, it's going to open up the middle field. Did you know that Landry, until last year, every year he was in the league, he caught over 100 balls every year he was in the league. I just, I feel he's like... He's been the focal point of the offense, so in every team he's been on, though. Yeah, you, yeah he was he was a focal part of the at the Dolphins, but they yeah. had more talent, in my opinion, than what Cleveland's mm-hmm. offense did. Granted, you could say late in the year with Chubb and all those guys, but... Um, as far as beginning of the year, not catching 100 balls, Landry, I think, has a good year this year, especially in a number two in a high-scoring well, offense. And, and Odell Beckham is going to uh, demand a ton of attention. Absolutely. You know, the one guy that I, I'm kind of going the same route. I really am uh, in, in Kiki Kuti. So he, he's from Houston. Yep. And Will Fuller, I, I would pick Will Fuller, but he gets hurt every year. Yep. Every year he gets hurt. Um, so I'm going to say QT uh, is is – prime to get a ton of open space yep. to catch a lot of balls as a slot guy um and then possibly moving into the into the the uh the number two wide receiver position i i think he's a guy that's got a ton of upside and he he did catch a lot of balls towards the end of the year without will fuller in there one good thing about will fuller come back though is will fuller's kind of a take the top off a of defense a oh, tyree yeah. kill deshaun jackson kind of guy so Giving that stretching the field, you know, it's going to open up a lot more room for Kuti um, being the slot guy in the middle of the field too. So I I can't knock that pick at all. Um, as far as who my second pick would be, there's there's just so many a wide receiver. Because I know there's, there's so many wide receivers. I could really go for. I know you really like Nikhil Harry from I do like Nikhil Harry the but Patriots, so I don't want to steal this one from you because I know we talked about it earlier, but I do like him as a wide receiver too. I do like Mike Williams from San Diego. I, I thought you were gonna say Sammy Watkins no. and I was gonna laugh. <laughs> no, no, no. I have heard nothing but trash talk about Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Watkins. So who, who who is your guy again? Dumpster juice. Mike Williams. I was gonna, I'm, not, I'm not gonna go with Mike Williams because that we did talk about that earlier with you. I'm gonna say a Cooper Cup. A lot of people are kind of sleeping on him because he injured his ACL. See, and I'm taking him over Robert Woods this year, so I'm not even counting him as a sleeper. Top five wide receiver before he got hurt. Oh, I agree. I had him on my fantasy football team. <laughs> he, he was awesome. He he was great. Yeah. And and as soon as he got hurt, I was, I, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I picked up Robert Woods, or I had Robert Woods in another one. Woods is good, but Cup catches a ton of balls. And, you know, he scores touchdowns for being a slot guy. And he's not always in the slot. I know he kind of moves around the field, but um, for a smaller guy, kind of a possession receiver, he scores a lot of touchdowns. Kind of, and this is going to be a weird comparison, and I don't even know why I'm throwing this out there, but he kind of reminds me of Chris Carter in a way. And I just, (laughs) just the type of receiver reminds me of. Okay. Yeah. He kind of told you who I'm taking. I took Mike Williams. I've seen, I've seen him drop in the drafts a lot. Um, and I know he's the number two guy with Keenan Allen, but with Keenan Allen having the injury history he has, um, I think uh, you know Mike Williams came on really strong at the end of the year last year. He's got a huge upside to get in the fifth, sixth, maybe even seventh round. Um, I really think that he could, uh, he could do some things. Now, I think he'll do great things until playoffs, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you know I would agree. There's so many at wide receiver. It's a tough one. Yeah, it really is. You know, you never really know for sure, but you can say Calvin Ridley. Yeah, uh, that Atlanta offense. You know, he could blow up. Um, you could say Chris Godwin from Bucks. They they got mm-hmm. rid of Humphreys. And they got rid of Deshaun Jackson. AJ he, Green could end up being a sleeper this yep. year because he's going to drop down in the drafts because the injury. Godwin was a top ten receiver, I think, like the last seven games of the season last year. Godwin was very good, 
Bruce Arians takes over that Buccaneers. Um, and you know he likes to throw the ball. Oh, and you know Jameis could be that perfect quarterback for him too. He likes to throw the ball downfield and I'm check just, it off to the running back. I'm just not high on Jameis. Never have been. And yeah, I Jameis is a is a whole another story. But yeah, <laughs> what, there's just a lot of wide receivers you could go with. With Jameis Winston, let's move into the quarterback position because we want to cover that real quick before we uh, take a break, um, and then we'll we'll get into some less popular uh, picks here uh, coming up. But let's. Uh, Let's talk about quarterback. I mean, it's kind of a consensus number one. I think there's only one guy you Absolutely. take. And I think he's, in any keeper league, he's probably getting kept. I know in, in uh, both leagues I'm in, our keeper leagues, he's, he, boy, people are getting a steal with him. It's It just comes down to a matter of how high you take him. Where you, where you, as far as the keeper league, you take him for sure. And we all know who we're talking about. Yeah, Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. But it just, in regular drafts, standard PPR, for those who don't have keepers, it just, it comes down to how high you take him. Who's going to be that guy? I've seen him go as high as two, second round. Who's going to be that guy that reaches in the second round? Somebody's going to grab him in the second round. you know, you can't really knock it because the guy had an awesome year last he, year. He was top five fantasy points. Yeah. I mean, quarterbacks usually are. It's just the average points per game for a fantasy quarterback. Granted, Mahomes was probably a lot higher, but from five through 15, there's not a huge separation. So you There can was get last a, year with him, but that won't, you can't maintain 5,000 yards of 50 touchdowns. I'm a Chiefs fan. I would love to see him throw 58 Absolutely. and 5,600 yards, but it's not going to happen. I, I'm, I'm a realist to that yep. extent. You know, he could take a drop off. He could be better. I mean, I don't know. But the the betting odds are he will not repeat as I a 5,050. A 5, I would take the under. Yeah, yeah, I, and I would too. Their offense, granted, they bring back mostly everybody. Their offense isn't going to be as good, in my opinion, just because Kareem Hunt's going to be gone now. When I say as good, I still think they're going to be a top three offense in the league. I don't think they're going to have a huge drop off, but they are missing some pieces, you know. But Mahomes will have a big year. It's just a matter of how high you take him. That's yeah. all it is. I mean, do you do you reach in the second round or do you wait? And take somebody way late. So after that, which I think he's the consensus number one. I don't think we need to spend a lot yeah. of time on that. Yeah. Even though I'd love to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For we don't to need load a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, we don't need to spend a lot of time on that. After that, it does get a bit shaky already. Yeah. You know, you. I'm. I'm a huge Andrew Luck guy. I think Andrew Luck is going to put up huge numbers this year, even though he doesn't big. have a well-known wide receiver core. But I think he's so talented, and he everybody knew coming out of the draft, if you're going to move on from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck, he's got to be that good. Yep. And I think he is, but a lot of the, the boards I've seen have Deshaun Watson over him. And I kind of want to touch on a couple things. Luck's receiving core is not that bad, actually. They they have T.Y. Um, yeah. They signed Funchess. Deion Kane was the talk of their training camp last year, had an ACL injury. He's back this year. Um, they're still raving about him. They drafted Paris Campbell. Yeah, I like Paris they Campbell have Ebron. a lot. I think we talked about that in yep. our, our fantasy football. They have Ebron, and, yeah, they have, and they have Jack Doyle. And then they have Marlon Mack to top it all off. So I think that offense is just littered with with talent. Um. Yeah, between him, Watson, Rodgers, you could throw in there. Rodgers. You could yeah. even make the, the Mayfield. Case. You could make yep. for Mayfield yep. or or Wentz even. You know, Wentz was the number one fantasy quarterback two let's, years let's ago. Let's not forget Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt um, Ryan. He. I would he, rank him a little bit lower, in why? my opinion. Let me ask you why. If, if Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, uh, Freeman all stay healthy, yeah, he has the potential to be just as good as Mahomes. I would agree. I would say age would be the real reason that Not I would that probably drop. And one thing I wanted to touch on with the quarterbacks too is: is this finally the year we see, you know, that generation of quarterbacks with Breeze, Roethlisberger, Brady? Um, Rivers hit the wall. Yeah, and just maybe not even hit the wall, but just take one step down at least, because you know for the most part they've. 
you know, they've held it together pretty oh, yeah. well. Yeah. And have been pretty pretty good. Um, is this finally the year we see that? Uh, you know, fantasy football, Phillip Rivers is great. If you're a fan of the team, he chokes in the big games. But fantasy football, he's he's been a consistently Solid. great quarterback Solid. for fantasy football for years and years and so years. So is Breeze, you know, and for Breeze, the most part. Oh, gosh, Breeze has been. Yep. But he, he, he has those couple games that just. So does Roethlisberger, though. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'll have one game where he scores forty points. He don't throw seven. Next game he throws he throws four (laughs) interceptions and has eight points and lost you the lost you the game. (laughs) And that's the thing with those guys. One quarterback that I would kind of keep on the radar for in that middle, you know, Kyler Murray, as an upside pick. I don't know what that offense is going to be like. That air raid. Who knows how it's going to transition to the NFL? Yahoo has him rated above Ben Roethlisberger, and I can believe that. Um, I don't think they're going to hold him back from rushing. And you know he's got weapons down in Arizona. They drafted Hakeem Butler, Andy Isabella. They have Fitzgerald, Um, Christian Kirk. Last year was a really good rookie, and I think the the fantasy leagues are really high on him this year. Yeah, Ricky Seals Jones was a really good receiving tight end. You know they have talent down there, and then to top it all off, they have David Johnson. You think he's a sleeper of yours? I would say he's a sleeper. Um, The real question with that team, though, is is how well did they repair? the league's worst offensive line last year yeah right I mean, that's what it boils down to i mean you can you can put you can implement any offense you want but if you can't block for the man it's not dead gonna in work. The water. yeah you're gonna Ask fall on David your face Carr. yeah you're gonna fall on your face you know and so that's the real question but you know he's gonna scramble around and if there's one thing in fantasy football that has proven throughout the years with rg3 cam newton michael vick Russian quarterbacks are king in fantasy football. You know, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I'm, I I remember Michael Vick. I've been playing fantasy football yep. a long, long time. And Michael Vick was okay. He was yep. he was a good fantasy football pick, but he was never that upper echelon. Um, and he threw a lot of interceptions. He did. And he didn't play every game because... He did get hurt. Granted, it wasn't always a big injury. Oh, it wasn't always mm-hmm. a big injury, but you couldn't rely on him. So that's where you know uh, players like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray um, always scare me to draft them because it's a, it's a chance they may lay an egg yep. or they may get hurt and be out for three games, and you're stuck with your backup. Now, granted, you know quarterback is one of those positions that. I have no problem waiting till the fourth, fifth, sixth round sometimes to take a quarterback because the drop-off, like you said earlier, is not a huge deal. You know, you look down on the list right now, I've got Phillip Rivers at the 16th quarterback. 16th. There are some really good picks super late for quarterbacks this year. I couldn't believe ESPN's rankings. Trubisky is one that stands out for me. You know, if he takes a step up in that Chicago offense, there's no reason he can't be a top-five quarterback. He runs the ball, too. I mean, he always has that one scramble for 40-some yards. Lamar Jackson's one that's going way late. Jimmy Garoppolo going way late. You know, I I was just going to say, Jimmy Garoppolo could have a huge year. Kirk Cousins going way late. I... It, he's got to make it a breaking year. I mean, this is this is it for him. And I and I completely agree. There's question marks with all those guys. They're not bona fide studs like Mahomes. So don't get me wrong. But I'm saying, as far as getting guys that you can get in the twelfth round or later, I just don't see why there's a need to you know take a quarterback way early when Stafford's going late. Um, you know, even one another one that people may disagree, but. He had a pretty good year for the Minnesota Vikings and played really well in fantasy. It was Case Keenum. Yep. I mean, yep. he's starting. He's more than likely going to start for Washington. Um, and then the ultimate gem right here, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic. Fitz I mean, he's going to be starting for the Dolphins, too. And, not, and just a guy that's not even getting drafted, you know, so you can take him the last yeah, round I, if you wanted to. I just think quarterbacks, you know, are they important? Yes. Is there a huge drop off from top to bottom? No, no. You could take a guy that that uh, is a starter 
but not on a great football team, and they're going to still score you points. So yep. take the guys that are valued at the wide receiver and the running back position, tight end position, if you can get one of those top guys, um, before you take a quarterback would be my advice always. Jameis Winston. He's another He's guy. He's going to score you points. He could he could have a hell of a year under Arians. He and could. No, no one even seen it coming. He's got know? he's got one of the best wide receivers in football, in my opinion. Yeah, Evans. Yeah. And, and then and look at how many balls he's caught. O.J. Howard kind of came yeah. out last year. Um, they got Cameron Brate. They got maybe one of the best duos at tight end, Cameron Brate, yeah. O.J. Howard. Godwin played really well for him. Evans, you know. He's got a lot of weapons. On yeah. Him. And Arians, you know, he... He's a really good offensive mind. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys you can get late. Yeah, I agree. We're going to take a quick break, um, and we will be right back, guys. All right, we are back, and we're going to finish up with the the less popular picks. Um, We're going to go tight end. You know, we've kind of touched on tight end a little bit uh, throughout the, the two episodes. Um, because they kind of fall into that wide receiver category. At least the top three, I think, are kind of the the consensus. These guys catch a, a lot of touchdowns, especially teams that don't have uh, – they, they use them in the red zone, uh, that don't have a lot of the long plays. And that's where, you know, my number one, and I think everybody's number one, is probably Travis Kelsey. He could have a huge year. He could have a terrible year, especially if Watkins really is in the best shape of his career. And uh, Byron Pringle and uh, D-Rob are all looking as good as they sound from what, what everybody's saying. Um, and Tyreek Hill stays out of trouble. You know, they, there could be a no need for uh, a red zone threat with Ty, uh, with Travis Kelsey. But he's always going to get his, his, his touches because he is that talented um, Greg Kittle is on his second year. Uh, I think he'd be the consensus number two. No. Right? Well, maybe Zach not. Zach Ertz. Zach You know, Zach Ertz. Yeah. But with Kittle, you know, he set a record last year with the most receiving yards by a tight end ever. Barely beat Travis Kelsey, who broke the record, uh, what, 20 minutes before, I think? <laughs> and, like you know, the top three are hands down the top three. Mm-hmm. You know, in Kittle... He gets he gets Garoppolo back. You know he was playing with a bunch of nobodies last year. What was the quarterback's last name? Nick uh, Mullins was one. Mullins. Um, what was the guy before him? Is the old Iowa guy? <clears throat> Be, no, is that Bier, yeah Bier? Bether. Be- Bether. Yeah, he, was, he played for the Hawks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> C.J. Bether. Um, yeah, excuse me, guys. Yeah, he played with a bunch of uh, no namers. You know, so Garoppolo getting back in that Kyle Shanahan offense. Kittle could be better, but. Ertz, the only question you have with Ertz is he's he's a big part of their offense. Is he going to start to you know sh- share snaps with Dallas Goddard? Yeah. I don't believe so because Ertz, I mean, he was a stud. But last they year. they're going to run a lot of two tight end sets. If you Absolutely. know anything about that offense, yeah. they're going to run a lot of two tight end sets. Yeah. But I think he gets better with uh, with Wentz being back. Yep. Um, I don't I don't think Foles and and Foles is going to went to him quite a bit, but. Um, Wentz, I think him; those two are buddies. I oh, mean, yeah. they're, they're going to throw the ball around to each other. Who who would be your number four? <clears throat> oh, that's that's that's, tough. that's the question, right? There. You know, and I, I I lean towards that Hunter Henry again, but at the same time, I've taken him the last couple of years, and he's been kind of a disappointment to me. So it's again another one of those swallow your pride moments yep. to determine whether I, I take him again. Uh, Evan Ingram will will be good because uh, especially with the lack of wide receivers they have. Uh, Jared Cook was really good in, yeah, Oakland, uh, and he, he'd be he'll be better with you know oh, oh you get an upgrade from yeah. from <laughs> from Derek Carr to yeah. Drew Brees, who there's a lot more uh, talent on New Orleans's offense, so um, they won't be so focused on Jared Cook. Where last year you know he was playing with an aging Jordy Nelson and. <laughs> Martavius Bryant and just a bunch of no name cast pretty much. So, you know, Hunter Henry's a good pick. Evan Ingram, I think he is going to be a big focal point in that Giants offense. You know, Gettleman was kind of the, he was the GM for Carolina. And I always kind of go back to those Carolina days where they'd run the ball. Mitch loves Gettleman. I do like Gettleman. (laughs) You know, he gets a, he gets a tough rap for, you know, a decent GM. He's kind of an old school guy, but, um, 
you know, they used to ride Greg Olson at Carolina oh, yeah. when Gettleman was down there. And Greg Olson was consistently, you know, a top three tight end, too. When, I think if he stayed healthy, he's probably top two, three. Yeah, yeah easily. And, you know, in the prime of his career, and Evan Ingram had, I think, the best rookie year for a tight end as far as receiving yards. Last year, he kind of got banged up a little bit. The Giants' whole season was a disaster. But this year, you know, not having that many receiving targets and them going to be focused on running the ball with Saquon. He's going to be on the field a lot because they're going to have the tight end on there. I just, I think Ingram has a big year. I would probably put him at my number four. Um, but Eric, then, Eric Ebron, yeah, again, Ebron. led the league in touchdowns last year by a tight end. O.J. Howard, I think, led um, yards they, per reception last year. He Yahoo was a stud. has him number four. Yeah, O.J. Howard was good. O.J. Howard kind of has to share snaps with Cameron Bray. Austin Hooper was good last year, and he, and he has potential to be even better this year with uh, Vance McDonald's yeah. going to take a step up in that Pittsburgh yep. offense. So, Trey Burton, I think, is an intriguing one because he, uh, a learning quarterback, young quarterbacks tend to go yep. to their tight ends, and they're they're that outlet. You know, the yep. running backs, tight ends, they're that that check down. And I think Trey Burton had a great year last year. He could have an even better year this year. Um, Delaney Walker. God, there's so many tight ends that, that could potentially be that yep. next step. Delaney, I'm going to stay away from. He's 35, I think. I got Coming Jack off. Doyle. You talked about him Jack earlier. Doyle. Um, one guy that we really didn't talk about was TJ Hawkinson. And I read an article about rookie tight ends coming in the league and how you should avoid drafting them because they just don't put up fantasy production because there is a little bit of a learning curve coming from college to pro. Evan Ingram was kind of one of the first ones that broke through a little bit. Um, Travis Kelsey didn't have a good first year. Yeah. He was hurt a lot. Yeah, um, um, There's just a learning curve. And yeah. This article was real in-depth with a bunch of numbers, and I can't even tell you I, what they I are. find it funny because they have Hawkinson, number 22, and Noah Fant, number 24. So you got two Iowa tight ends. Yes. Hawkinson in early training camp reports coming out that he has a big part in that Lions offense already. And he is kind of making plays there, which you kind of take training camp with a grain of salt. But um, if you believe what you read, he's going to have a big part in that offense. So Hawkinson could be a sleeper. Eifert. Um, Eifert's another one. He just he's, can't stay healthy. I know. And that, and that's the thing. If he can stay healthy, he's yep. he's a top five. Yep. And they drafted a tight end in the second round. They drafted Drew Sample. Um, Cincinnati did just because you know Eifert can't stay healthy. Well, is, um, it, is he going to surpass Ozama? Who knows? You know yeah. they they got they got talent at the tight end position. I'm just not a big fan of Cincinnati well, in general. How you, but how do you feel about Benjamin Watson coming in and take a uh, take? You know, at New England, he's taking, uh, obviously, Gronkowski's spot. He came out of retirement. He's yep. old. But they don't care about age in New England, obviously. Yep. You know, they, they just don't. My sleeper would have probably been Chris Herndon, but he got suspended for PEDs. Um, I just kind of think New England kind of goes away from using the tight end as much as they did. See, and my sleeper is... is, is uh, Going to be uh, Klein's, or, uh, Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph. Did you, did you just say Kleinsaucer? Yeah. Jim, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. Just, I, 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 like the, I like the drop there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, not, not what was it? Jim, Jimmy Kleinsaucer? Yeah, yeah. Number 44 of the Vikes. <laughs> uh, you, you confused the, the purple. He's, he's got family that lives right here locally in South Dakota because he's from South Dakota, Jimmy yep, Kleinsaucer, yep, wasn't yep, he? Yep. Yep. And actually, I, I went to school with a little bit of his family. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Casey Kleinsaucer went to school with him. No. And he, he's from around here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he's productive every year. Kyle Rudolph, it, it never fails. You know, he gets drafted late, and he puts up big numbers. He always does. The issue with Kyle Rudolph this year, and I'm not saying you're wrong because you could be spot on. They drafted Irv Smith Jr. out of Alabama with their second pick. Once again, rookie tight end, so who knows. But um, Irv Smith was a great tight end for Alabama. His dad was a great tight end for Notre Dame. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go, the Notre Dame reference again. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, well, you know, tight end is one of those uh, positions, I think, very similar to running back this year. You've got those top three, top four guys, and then it's kind of a melting pot. You know, it's it's you could either hit big or, or just bust completely. Yep. So let's move on to defenses. And this is this is a tough one because, you know, last year Jacksonville was highly regarded as probably the best defensive football. They laid an egg. They sucked last yep. year. Um, and so Los Angeles, great defense last year. A lot of changes in the offseason could really impact them. And I know it doesn't sound like a lot of changes, but, you know, you lose a guy like Indominus uh, Sue who is – aged but he makes an impact he makes yep. everybody around him better just being there and drawing the attention so that's a tough one i think chicago in my opinion is by far the easiest picket defense because of khalil mack and and uh i love the fact that khalil mack is with chicago now because he's not with the raiders yep not playing my chiefs however uh i do believe the chiefs play Chicago this year. I, I think they game. play the a, uh, the NFC North. I know we play the Packers. Yeah, we, we play the NFC North this year. So that'll be a fun fun yeah. game to watch. I think actually I've seen uh, uh, today that... Should have been last year's Super Bowl. I, I agree. <laughs> Kansas City has the toughest, plays the toughest defensive schedule in the NFL this year, which will make for great TV. Yeah, great, absolutely. Great football. So... Chicago, aside from Chicago, because I think we could probably agree that they're the number one defense in the league this year. I mean, I don't think they finished number one. But as far as as can't miss top ten defense, you know, Chicago being in the top ten, obviously. A couple teams that I would target later would be Cleveland. I really like Cleveland's defense. They had a great defense last year. Yeah, Yeah, it was good. And I, I feel like they're going to cause some turnovers this year. Um, they just really shored up that defense. Added Olivia Vernon, Sheldon Richardson, you know, traffic I, greedy. I'm, I'm going to say the the team I think that could jump out there. That and I hate admitting this in front of Mitch. I hate <laughs> admitting this, but I think Dallas has a yep. ton of defensive talent. So deep at linebacker, I I best really, linebacker crew. Yeah. When I mean, you're, you got when Sean you're, Lee sitting. I was going to say yeah. when your third linebacker Sean Lee, granted he's got hurt in training camp. Well, again. If he only plays twelve snaps a game, <laughs> yeah, should be just yeah. fine, right? I mean, but the talent at linebacker, I think Leighton Vander Esch is maybe one of the most underrated defensive players in the league. Jalen Smith gets a lot of the the hype, which he's he's great too. He's a Notre Dame guy. Love him. Jeez. Love him, but this guy in the Notre Dame, Leighton Vanderesh. I tell you what, no, man, he's really could good. be a modern day Brian Urlacher. Yep, I agree. Um, but my second defense that I would, would I would target, you know, not towards the top. I would kind of target Baltimore again. They had a really strong year last year. They're going to have to have a good defense, and I, I think they, they lost some guys. Don't get me wrong, but they're so deep. You know, you look at their depth chart. They're deep along the defensive line. They're deep at. Linebacker, you could say, is probably their weakest position, but they're so deep in the secondary. They have six corners that could maybe start for any team in the league. Um, Baltimore, and then they add Earl Thomas to that defense, you know. I I think Baltimore would. Let's go a different direction. What is the most overrated defense in fantasy football right now? Houston Texans. I. You know, I was just thinking the exact same thing. That's funny. I'd rather argue with you. Yeah. But uh, I, I agree. Uh, Houston, they're good every year, it seems like. But there's got to be that breaking point that, yeah. you know, that they, they, uh, J.J. Watt's getting up there. He's always hurt. He's always hurt. Clowney's holding out. Clowney's holding out. Yeah. I, I think they there's, have the potential to go high in the draft and perform low. Their secondary was, eh. And yeah. I, I don't think yeah. they really addressed it. They lost Tyron Matthew, which, you know, was another one of those guys that has an injury history. He played, I think he played pretty much all the games with them last year. He played all of them, yeah. Played pretty well, but I just, I I don't see it. And they're going high with their defense. So I just, I would say Minnesota, another one too. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I think I they finally kind of topped out last year. I, I kind of picked them to be kind of a sleeper Super Bowl team. The more I talk about them, the more I think it's about it. It's amazing how a couple months can change. Oh, man, your it changes. Yeah, it, it's it's wild. The Look. more I read into it, you know, the more I think they're kind of on their downward spiral. Yeah, Zimmer kind of had. You know, overachieved. And, you know, the Vikings, one thing I will say about them is they play way better when they're underdogs. So maybe this year is kind of a, a new year for them. But Vikings would be another one that I would say is overrated. Uh, sleeper defense. Sleeper defense? Sleeper defense. Because I mean, uh, we, we could talk about kickers after this, but who cares? <laughs> Cleveland would have to be up there. I mean, they're they're not going real high. We kind of touched on them already. Something that's like real low as far as I would say the Arizona Cardinals could have a good year. Um, Patrick Peterson suspended for the first four games, but you know, they got um, the kid out of Washington that was pretty good. Their secondary is already really well with Buda Baker, and then they added uh, they added the guy from Baltimore Ravens, Terrell Suggs. Um, Mm -hmm. They got Chandler Jones there yet. I mean, they're they're going to be tough. You know, I I can't. Oh, but you're going to hate this. <laughs> I I think the if you can get them, and you're going to get them. I mean, they're not going to be drafted. I I don't think. I think Kansas City's defense has the potential <laughs> to be good. Now, this hinges a lot upon the secondary yep. because uh, you know they got that Juan Thornhill, which uh, the word out of training camp, he's playing really well. Tyron Matthew. Uh, both those guys will take some pressure off those corners that are questionable. I know he he really hates uh, Brashad Breland. <laughs> um, you know, F- Fuller's a good corner. I'm feeling think, a, I'm feeling a side bet coming on. But yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. But the, I think the front the front seven is solid. The front four is very solid. I think you you got Chris Jones, you got Frank Clark, you got uh, uh, Ogba, uh, Tono Passigno. Um, I think their front four is is really deep. It's probably one of the deepest positions on the team, which is kind of wild because uh, two years ago they they were just kind of a mess trying to figure that out. And the, and the changeover for, to Spagnola, who has had great defenses and has had some subpar defenses, yes. but switching to a four three, they're gonna have the they're gonna have a lot of opportunities, especially seems how they won't be on the field a whole lot. So if you're in a league that has uh, yardage bonuses, keeping teams under yardage, I think they have a chance to be really good. I would agree with Kansas City's decision to switch to the 4-3. I think it was the right move. I think there's going to be an adjustment period. And as far as side bet, I will be willing to bet you that Kansas City's defense finishes in the bottom seven the and bottom seven. And I will. I will bet you a steak dinner, right now on our podcast. Right now, that Kansas City defense finishes the bottom. Seven. You know what? I I will agree because I think they're going to finish in the top twenty. Okay. Which I think is enough to get Kansas City. Okay. Over the hump. I'll say bottom seven. Bottom seven. Yep. Deal. Deal. We're, we're shaking air, our air shake. Air, air shake. Air shake. It's real. So you you guys heard it here first. Steak dinner. Steak dinner. Not for me and the wife and you and the wife. Just no, so you, no, no, just, just you and just me. Just me and yeah. you. Yeah. And, and however many beers we drink. By the time it takes to finish a stay. That is an absolute deal. So you guys will have to stay tuned to find out the outcome bottom, of this. Bottom seven. Uh, so you got to stay with us <laughs> at least through the end of the year. Um, do we even want to talk about kickers? Because I honestly, I don't, I'm not even going to draft a kicker. No, I usually wait until the last pick. I, I don't even draft a kicker because I evaluate afterwards because a kicker, now, I have a guy in my, my fantasy football league that I, I think he scored 32 points out of a kicker to win the league two years ago. To Just, win it. Justin Tucker? It was Tucker, I do believe. Tucker's like the only one that you can justify reaching, you know, a couple rounds ahead. Because Tucker, I think he's like, I think he's kicking over like 75% from over 50, which is insane. Like... He is constantly kicking fifty yard field goals left and Harrison right. Harrison Butker again. Harrison you know, Butker's he, good. He's he's really good. He's solid. Just because of the mere volume that Kansas City puts up. Yeah. I mean, extra points alone yeah. will get you enough to, to, to make him valuable. <laughs> well, I mean, just the amount of time they spend on the other 
half of the 50. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. All he has to be is average, and he's going to be the second-best kicker. So, I mean, kickers are – you'll find don't, something. Don't waste your pick on a kicker. No. Pick one up later. Absolutely. You'll be fine. Yeah. You know, and, and I will say that uh, last year I did lose a game towards the end of the season that probably cost me the <laughs> best record in the league, though, because I opted to not – pick up a kicker play one. and didn't play one at all oh. because I didn't want to drop somebody else. And it cost me the first place in the regular season. It, it cost me the number one seed. So even though I say don't waste your pick on a kicker, play a kicker every week, guys. Right? You, yeah. you need to play a kicker just, every just week. Drop, just somebody. Just drop a kicker and pick up a different one. <laughs> yeah. Kickers are a dime a dozen once you get past the top three. <laughs> But. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed um, these couple episodes. Uh, we'll probably be back real soon because I think we're getting more and more excited for the fantasy football season, uh, the regular football season, college football. Everything's going to start going real fast. Betting, betting spreads oh, are, yeah, yeah. are coming and out. We need to get an episode uh, with Mitch here leading the way with his, his uh, best bets. Uh, we we definitely will touch on that this next time. In yep. fact, uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna focus around that. Maybe on the next one would be great. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. cover the the first week. I believe the spreads are already out. I've, I've I'm kind of ashamed to say I've probably looked at them half a dozen times already. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's gonna be a fun year. It oh, always yeah. is a fun year every year. College football is just right around the corner. And oh, yeah. I think they start the third week in August. Yeah, you know and. Uh, Notre Dame, Nebraska, we're both excited uh, for our teams. Uh, I've actually got a side bet going with a, a guy here in town that, that uh, Nebraska will have a better record than Notre Dame Ooh. by the end of the season. It's a bad bet. So, uh, it's yeah, a bad we'll, bet. We'll, we'll see. It's, it's, luckily, it's just a six-pack, so we're good. <laughs> um, Worst-case scenario, I buy him some beers. So. Yep. Um, but we really appreciate all the support. Uh, we hope you guys listen to it. Enjoy it, and uh, again, share and uh, comment on our, our Facebook page, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, good luck in uh, your fantasy football season. Yeah, too. yeah, uh, finish first and, and give us credit, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good night. <laughs>